Hey, it's Mark Roberts and Davey Dave. Yo. We're here on Let's Get Into Entertainment. The business of entertainment. We have a crazy show, man. Yeah, we have a good show coming up today. Yeah. You know what's fascinating is that Rod Tuddy Winks isn't here. Did I call him Winks? Yeah. Rod Tuddy Winks. I'm going to call him that now. <laughs> <laughs> he's not here, but uh, but he's here in spirit. Um, but, you know, I was talking to Russ Emanuel over ExtremeMusic.com, and he was saying that, oh, you know, I was asking him who, who, who he's working with, yeah. what they're doing next. What's up, yeah. And he said, oh, we're doing this thing with Africa and Ice-T. And I said, what? Yeah. He's like, yeah, they're going to be recording some tracks for us from albums that are going to be available to the world for licensing and movies and, and commercials and all that. And I thought, man, that's remarkable. We should get them on the show. Yeah. And Russ said, I can do that. No problem. <laughs> I like that. I like that. It's a, yeah, Russ is a can-do guy. But, uh, but it's exciting because I want to talk to Ice about, you know, a little bit about his career, a little bit about how he feels um, now, you know, making music for extreme rather than like just an album for himself or a release for a, for a label. Right. Right. That's different. Yeah. Right. When you do that, there's a lot of pressure. I wonder if there's as much pressure in or, doing it for extreme. Or now versus the old school. Yeah, now versus the old school. It used to be on a vinyl. It used to be on a CD. It used to be on a tape. Tapes, yeah. You know? I mean, we're talking about 80s, right? Uh, Yeah, eight, late yeah. 80s, early 90s. And I also need to ask him about Breaking. Man. Electric Boogaloo. You know he was in both. Yeah, Breaking 1 and 2. And 2. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite movies when I was growing up. And, classics. Uh, classics and pretty legendary. Um, and I, I want to talk to him about all that. But we are going to talk about the business of music and movies and and commercials, and we're going to talk to Ice T and Africa about what they are doing with extreme music. This is going to be good. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Let's Get Into Entertainment, David. The business of entertainment. Yeah, man. I look. Uh, it really is the business of entertainment. We talk about it. We talk about you know how it's changing. You know, not only in movies, not only in commercials, but in the business of the music. Of movies and commercials, it's very important. What is it? One third of your, of your uh, production? No, um, they. I think Spielberg said it's fifty percent of your movie. Fifty uh, percent is your music. Wow, there you go. So if you're going to enjoy a movie, his opinion is that fifty percent of your enjoyment is going to be because of the music. I get it. Yeah. So um, you know, Russ Emanuel has set us up uh, with ExtremeMusic.com, which you know, is creating hits based, based on people licensing these songs for their movies and commercials and, I mean, you name it. But it's a remarkable service, and he is proving, again, that amazing artists are now gravitating to these types of services where they can produce music and have it available to, not only for you to enjoy, but for you to put it in your movies and in the, in the television shows that you're working on. We are in the digital age, man. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear all about it from him because uh, he has traveled through selling vinyl out of his exactly the trunk of his car yeah. to now being a big star on television and recording uh, music uh, for ExtremeMusic.com. So let's get him in Africa on the phone, see if they're available. Yeah, I'm pumped. Yes, sir. Oh man, look, uh, Ice T. Africa, my God, what, what a pleasure to have you guys on. Thank you. Thank you for uh, spending some time with us. Oh, no doubt. Yes, sir. So, okay. So before we get into the extreme music part, which is, you know, pretty, was fascinating business. Okay. But um, I'm a huge fan. I'm going to show my age here, but um, 
you know, I go back to the eighties, man. I, you know, I saw, I saw break in, uh, electric boogaloo, all that stuff, you know, and, and, and I'm a huge, huge fan of, of your guys' work, but I mean, that was back in the day and you guys, you've obviously come a long way, but what was it like when something as commercial as breaking came out? Like, how did that happen? How did you get involved with like getting, doing that kind of thing? I made a record like in 82 called the coldest rap. And um, it was like one of the first early rap records out of LA. And uh, the owners of this club called the radio found me because I was like one of the only LA rappers and they brought me to this club and this club was very underground. It had people like Madonna were there, people like Adam Ant, Michael McLaren. It was like almost like a, a white trendy underground club that had gotten hold of hip hop. But also this club brought in um, people like Soul Sonic Force with Africa Islam, Grand Mixer, DST, the Cold Crush Brothers. They were bringing out real rap groups to perform at this club. It was over near MacArthur Park. And I was able to beat what I considered real rappers and real hip hop at the time, because being out of LA, I'm not a real rapper yet. You know, New York is where it was born. And uh, one night, uh, some producers walked in there. We had break dances and everything. And they said, this is a scene and uh, we want to make a movie. And it was Canon Films. And they pretty much just snatched everybody who was in that scene and made a movie. And we were happy to be in a movie. We were all young. And come on, who's going to say you don't want to be in a movie? Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, that's that was uh, and that was very commercial, very popular. It was uh, it was the beginning of 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 a movement that was uh, that was really important. But uh, I mean, dude, that that was uh, that was remarkable. And how did how did you and Africa meet? Well, Africa was one of the bands. Well, one of the DJs because he was part of Soul Sonic and Rocksteady crew yeah. that was brought city, I mean, brought to L.A. by the owners of this club, uh, Alex Jordan off and KK. They brought them out there. And, uh, you know, I kind of approached Africa and said, yo, I'm trying to be a rapper. And we kind of liked each other. He, he saw me as being, I was different. I had a Porsche, I had a perm, I was different. But we just kind of became friends. There's no real explanation why we linked but we kind of became friends. Then when Africa went back to New York City, I had made a record called Six in the Morning and I was trying to get Africa to help me get it in New get it played in New York. And he said, the only way they're gonna really play it is if you come here. And uh, I came out there and slept on its floor in the South Bronx and one thing led to another. Next thing you know, we had a record deal. That's amazing. That's that's a that's wow. a that's an incredible story. That's the short version. <laughs> yeah. Short well, you, <laughs> well, you know, it's super. It's super inspiring. Look, uh, you know, um, I grew up in East Los Angeles. Uh, you know, wanted to get out of there. Became a producer. Went down. Ended up working at Universal. There's a lot of inspiration in uh, in wanting to uh, to do you know to do creative work. And you know, where you were, where you now are, is pretty pretty amazing inspiration. A lot of people listen to the show are all about like how, you know, how, how do we get there? How do we make our dreams come true? So I think it's neat, It's really neat to hear even the truncated version of how you went from, you know, meeting all these people and being part of this really cool movement to where you are now. So congrats on, on all of that. You know what I tell people, I tell people all the time though, it's step by step. It's, it's like little steps that get you there. People want to just step over all those steps and go from where they are to where I am. Like yeah. they don't want yeah. all those hundreds of thousands of steps that take me to get here. They don't want to do that. They just want to, what's the 
quick way. And there really isn't no quick way. It's, 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 it's just the grind. I mean, I'm, it's no shortcut. It'll seem like a shortcut, but it's not, there really is not. Uh, yeah. yeah. And you're still making music now, obviously, but has, uh, has it changed anything or your, your creative fire to do music? Has it changed uh, since you got on a television show that you've been on for this long or is it the same? Well, music is different. Like I tell people I act for the money and I do music to remain sane. Like, I love writing music. I love coming. I have a song right now that I got to write for Body Count that I'm ready to go because the track's so heavy. But that's just like when I'm most comfortable, you know? Yeah. That's my, the thing I love to do. Acting is something different because I'm not singing your song. I'm doing what you wrote on the script. I'm, I'm playing the character until you're happy with it, you know? I'm not the director. So it's a different art form, but it's, it's fun too. I think the only thing different with music now is that there's a point in an artist's career, I, I, I give every artist five years where you're on fire. I don't care if it's LL Cool J, I don't care if it's Jay-Z, I don't care if it's Prince, but there's a moment when you're just on fire. You're on the cover of every magazine, you're just the shit. When that passes, Hopefully you have a catalog and then you can perform indefinitely. But I know I'm not going to make a record and it's going to be hot on the radio probably ever again because there's new kids that need that five years. You understand what I'm saying? I had my five years, but I can still perform for the rest of my life. I still do shows. Body Count is nominated for a Grammy this year. Congrats, congrats. It's just a different energy than when you're in that five-year fire mode. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're just a shit. Yeah. It's nothing like that. But hopefully, hopefully, you've created enough of a fire during that point that you can cruise for the rest of the way out and people will still enjoy your music. I yeah. mean, it's interesting you say that. You know, I, let me ask you this is because uh, it, it brought up something. You're right. You know, even if you go back in history, you know, you look at uh, a lot of the bands and the groups that came that, you know, they had their moment, right? They had their incredible time where they were just doing hits and albums that that affected the world that people were listening to. Do you think that that a period of time uh, is most uh, effective for an artist because of what they're writing about and what they're living and later it's not the same anymore? Or is it just random? Just timing. You, you only get to be hot so long because, you know, the, the machine needs to bring a new star in. The, uh, the audience changes, yeah. you know, uh, life changes. So you just have to accept it. It's just what it is. You know, when I was selling millions and millions of records, when I first saw a decline in my record sales, I was like kind of confused. But then I looked around and I'm like, well, Wu-Tang isn't selling as much. Uh, Ice Cube isn't selling as much. Public Enemy isn't selling as much. Rakim isn't selling. Okay, all the people who I admire. So it's not me. It's just a changing of the guard. And this is just life. And the sooner you get a grip on that, the less chance you have of being bitter or upset. You just have to learn, okay, it's time for me to change to another hustle or, or, or switch up. Now, I keep making music, but trip off this. You like me on Law and Order. Well, all my fans that watched me on Law and Order were my rap fans, but now they've grown <laughs> yep. up. 
Yeah, and exactly. they have they're adults now, and they have kids, <laughs> and so they're looking at me on Law and Order like that's my same guy. They still love me, but life has changed for them also. You don't want to be my age rapping like I'm 20 years old. That don't work. <laughs> so you have to embrace your evolution. So as you evolve, I'm still the flyest 60-year old motherfucker you ever going to meet. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just evolve with it, 63 to be exact, but you just evolve with it. That's the trick. And, you know, all your fans got old with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it ain't no big thing. Yeah. It's what it is. Yeah, well, that, that's that's tremendous advice, man, because I think, well, look, the, the one unique thing about you, and I think uh, we can all agree to this, is that you have been a star uh, for decades, you know, and that's hard to do. So uh, yeah, I got to tip, yeah, I got tip my hat to you on that. Cause you have uh, definitely been smart enough to adjust and turn right and left when you had to. So what's one thing I learned is that real, real never changes. George Clinton is still fucking George Clinton. Ozzy is still Ozzy. Like if you're real and authentic, you're going to be that way until you die. Ice-T will always be ice motherfucking T. <laughs> not going no motherfucking where. But if you're fake, you'll change and you'll see a whole different zone of a person because they was fake to begin with. But a real person, James Brown, was James Brown until they put him in the ground. You feel me? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Authenticity never die, never goes away. Right. That's amazing. Ice-T started, you started everything, uh, you know, in your genre, I would say, yeah. um, you know, from movies, crossing over into uh, music, which was, you know, you blazed that path, man. Let me jump into extreme music. It's remarkable because we talk about it a lot on our show is that, you know, when back in the day, there wasn't any online services where you can find music for movies and commercials and things like that, right? Now you have this massive company uh, called ExtremeMusic.com where, you can find music and license music and do all this stuff. And now Russ Emanuel somehow has crossed over into huge artists doing albums that now as producers, we can all um, access and put in our movies and anyone can use them. You know, you can make a big hit on extreme and you can have it on a, um, you know, on a television show, you can have it in a movie. You guys are now producing and doing uh, an album, I guess, for extreme music. Can you tell me about how that, how that works? Well, what happened was, um, my producer um, from when I was the DJ at the Roxy's and the DJ for the Rock Study Crew, my manager, right? Um, her name was Cool Lady Blue. And she was really on top of the, the New York scene in the 80s. And she was connected to Extreme. And she asked me, um, would we mind doing um, three albums or four albums or five albums with, you know, with Extreme and, 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 and told us basically what it was about. And um, I, I asked Ice, Ice agreed. I came back from doing what I was doing in Europe, which was basically the Maydays and the Love Parades and, and doing the Mr. X, Mr. Y, like techno electro scene as a DJ still, but just, you know, a DJ playing for a million people instead of 22,000. Yeah. So um, I came back and, and, you know, we started collaborating. That's how we even got involved in it. And since we worked together so many, so many years and have been friends for so many years, it was just a matter of getting, getting back into it. And I wound up picking a real good eclectic 
um, younger rap crew around what around basically what Ice was doing, and that's how we did the first Extreme album. Now, when we when we got the idea, when the thing came down to shoots, we were working on the uh, you know electronic beat empire thing with Mr. X as, as is as a DJ, and you know working on that kind of stuff. So here comes this idea. I would have blew it off, honestly, but I've had move, music put in movies. I've had colors in movies a lot of times. Uh, I was, I did uh, Body Count did a song for uh, Gears of War, uh, the video game. Mm-hmm. So I know it's lucrative if it's placed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So where I he wasn't ready to do an album, I was like, well, I could do I could do two songs per each one of these albums. Uh, is produced the tracks. You know, it's still fun. It's still a love of mine going in the studio, you know, because I wasn't I wasn't planning on making a rap album. I wasn't in that zone. But this was kind of like fun to me. It was like, oh, I could just do a couple songs per record. Fuck it. Let's do it. It also gives us a chance to put, like he said, new artists from all over the world into these projects. And hey, they may never get a chance to be on a radio, but they might be in a Steven Spielberg movie. You That's never right. know. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, absolutely. I think what I'm saying is because I have had my music placed in movies already, I understood that part of the business. Yeah. And so I was like, let's let, let's fuck with it. So we've turned in one album and we're working on the second one now. I can't wait to go yeah. on on there and listen to that music. Now, when does your next one release on Extreme Music? What do you know? Well, we're just starting the second one now. The first one is the first one's finished. So one of them is called Dumb Niggas and the other one is oh, my song? Yeah, your song. <laughs> <laughs> one's called Dumb Nigga and the other is called They Think I Care. But there, there there's a lot of each album we're turning in has eight songs on it. Oh, wow. So we're doing that and uh Donald D's on one, a girl named Miranda Wright. And so it'll be a different group of rappers on each album because we're giving them a break, but every album has two ice tea songs. But um, we're right now talking the extreme. We might repeat this and do electronic music albums from Mr. X. So right now, the working title for this is just I, Africa Islam IT Presents Uncut Hip Hop. Oh, so, that's terrific. Nice. Okay, so you guys uh, look, be looking out for the IT uh, Africa uh, music because it's going to be on extreme music very soon. And look, I'm, I'm excited about maybe using it in some of my uh, projects too. This, yeah. is, this is very, very cool. The, the one the last thing I want to ask you about extreme in the in the 80s you know you're you're making albums people are actually selling albums right and and CDs and and then uh, tape and you know there's vinyl. all that kind of stuff right so it's vinyl uh now we're in this digital age where you know uh some years back it was it was scary to know that there was Napster and that there was you know, no one wanted iTunes to happen and now the world's digital and you got extreme music and there's all different places to make music and place it and and you can you know i mean i've 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 heard of hits um, songs making millions of dollars that have been licensed from extreme music. These are there. It's the real thing. You can make millions of dollars doing that. So my question is, is it exciting to have all of this new media and new opportunities to record music that gets, that gets placed this way? Or do you miss the old way? I'm just curious if there was a feeling about how it was. I miss the old way because there's something about making an album that says I'm going to make, 10 songs and you're going to listen to five of them in a row. You know, you drop that needle once and you've got to listen to that whole side. You may listen to that whole side twice. Then you flip it over. It's like an album is a group of, it's like a novel. 
Yeah. So now you guys are just reading a chapter from a book. It's like a short story. You don't get that. The album experience. Yeah. I, I, I miss that. Call me old school. But when I make an album with 12 songs and you can just buy one and discard the wreck, yeah, that's the problem. And that's why a lot of artists right now aren't making albums anymore. They're yeah. just going to drop single after single after single for 99 cents. Yeah. And it says, you know? So, I mean, we all, I mean, you probably old enough to have wax. You remember dropping that needle and listening to an album. <laughs> yeah. I, re I remember, uh, I remember listening to an album and looking at the album cover for an hour <laughs> you know what I'm saying? and reading the liner notes and knowing who produced the tracks and what studios uh, they recorded in yeah. and special thanks and all that. And now you just push a button, you stream yeah. it. You don't even own it now. It just streams. It's like paid radio. So, but my thing is like this. I'm a bit, I'm a, a avid reader of the art of war and, in an unconventional war, you must use unconventional tactics. Yeah. So I can cry about the old days all I want, but these are new tactics to get your music out there and, hey, pay some bills. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Extreme so has a lane. You might as well take advantage of it. You got to remember that on radio, radio is playing 20 songs nationally, you know, uh, a clear channel is playing a, a sound. So when you, if you're on pop radio, they're playing about 20 to 25 songs in a loop. And if you're an artist and you think you're going to get in that loop without a bunch of money and a bunch of push, good luck. <laughs> good, good luck. Yeah. So think about it like this is another lane. And, yeah. and if you get a, mo a record, a song that's used in a movie, they might now play it on the fucking radio now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's another way. Hey, what my father used to tell me, there's more than one way to skin a cat, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Peter might not like that, but that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. No, guys, look, uh, Africa, Ice, you guys are uh, legendary. Really appreciate everything you're doing and continue to do. Thanks for the inspiration. And uh, look, I really want to stress Check out ExtremeMusic.com. Check out these new tracks. Put them in your movies and your, your commercials. And, uh, and uh, it's just exciting to have uh, you guys recording and making these songs available to, to you know, an industry that really needs good tracks for their movies. So I appreciate you. Right on. That's what's up, my man. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. What a legend, yeah? <laughs> well, you know, um, it's funny. As, as we were talking to him, yeah. I just started to realize that he has been a star for almost his entire career. Yeah. Uh, you know, since so, he was like 20. Yeah. So when you, when I saw him in Breakin, which look, truth be told, yeah, he made Breakin cool. Right. Cause Breakin was kind of this fun movie. Uh, it, like, you know, the electric boogaloo part was yeah. legendary, right? It's almost like, uh, it's almost like Michael Jackson moonwalking on the 25th anniversary of Motown. Like, like right. you had to go back and <laughs> see him do like the whole dance with the, with the, with the broom or whatever. Uh -huh. But but, you know, Ice-T made that film cool. Like, you were like, oh, wait a minute. You brought a different angle. It was tight. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, from there to the music he did to, um, to being on, you know, a hit television show that, you know, look, hit shows don't just create themselves, yeah. right? The people in them. Yeah. Uh, the fans that come see them. So, he's uh, obviously a big part of. Well, he was a big part of um, my growing up, too, in, like, yeah. high school. Yeah. I had the uh, OG album. Oh yeah, on, that's on right. vinyl. Great album. It was the first one with the uh, explicit uh, 
That's right. Parental, yeah, yeah, you're right. It was the first time they, they used Use explicit that, yeah. on there. Yeah, what a trip, right? Yeah. I mean, really trailblazing. So, um, I look, There's a. he said a lot of great things that we could all live by and, and think about. But for sure, he's smart enough to adjust with the times. You know, mm-hmm. he... You know, he might miss the old days because there's a feeling about vinyl. There's a feeling about an album cover. Yeah. And about you listening to an album and falling in love with the other tracks that maybe weren't your favorite. Right. But there was something about that, right? Because they kept playing over and over again. And, mm-hmm. and you just, and you, sometimes I liked a certain song on an album, but because I was busy doing other you things. just let the whole thing yeah, play. Yeah, just let the whole thing play. And you fell in love yeah. with other music. So I feel that. But, you know, going off of what he said, you've got, extreme music out there creating a platform where enormous hits are being, you know, made shows like sons of anarchy where they put a track in and it becomes a huge hit and it becomes worth millions of dollars to that composer. He's right. Ice is right. If you put a song in a movie or in a television show and that becomes a hit um, out of the TV show, that's another opportunity, another Avenue. Yeah. Right. Because it's not just a song. So, um, so dude, I'm look, the, the idea that ice and Africa are working with extreme music.com and that Russ is sort of driving that is pretty cool, man. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's amazing. And I, I just want to tip my hat to extreme and tell them to keep doing their thing. That should give uh, young artists some inspiration to say, Hey, if, uh, the old cats are still doing it, we can, we can still make, uh, you know, some money at, uh, this yeah. music thing. And don't be afraid to, uh, you know, make adjustments to your career as Evolve. It, as it goes, right? I mean, he said something interesting. I, I didn't want to compare, you know, artists. But, you know, I all often think about, because I'm eclectic in, in my music choices um, or old. Right. You know, it's okay. one of those I two. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's either old or eclectic. But, uh, but I think about, like, you know, Simon and Garfunkel, or I think about um, uh, James Taylor, or uh-huh. I think about, um, you know, any of those guys, even the, you know, even the older guys. Um, uh, and I, you know, as I listen to their music, I think, what, you know, is there something about getting older and like the times changing for you, you know, like you're no longer an activist. You're no longer that involved with the world, like deeply involved with the world anymore. So therefore the words that you're putting down on, um, you know, in a song mm-hmm. are no, don't no longer have the same impact on society than that they did. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, yeah. case in point with this, uh, with ice, you know, let's take it back to 91, you know, more body count came out, like it impacted a lot of people. Yeah. You know, the first, uh, first thing to happen like that in regards to, uh, some lyrics. Yeah. I think about NWA with fuck the police, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, that's, it's just of a time of uh, you're angry you're you're upset you're you want to say something about what's happening yeah. and that affects a bunch of people and as a result it makes i guess makes your music more interesting um but i don't know i think uh i think what he was saying is that it's timing you know it could happen later for you i mean i guess you can think about tony bennett and also no, yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> he said yeah he, he had a he had two sets of five years probably <laughs> But, uh, yeah. but dude, it's uh, what, what a cool, what a cool, cool interview. Thank you, Russ, for making that happen. Congratulations on the new music from Ice and Africa. We should all go take a listen on ExtremeMusic.com. It should be out pretty soon. I'll try to get you guys a date next time we're on the, on the show. Nice. But uh, yeah, pretty amazing. Thanks, Davey Dave. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thanks we're missing uh, Mr. Rinks today. Rod, 
Tootie Rinks. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say that. Uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you for being with us. On Let's get into entertainment. The business of entertainment. Dude, this was the business of entertainment. Today, that was dope. Right? Uh, I, Super I, dope. I, I learned a lot from that. And I also talked to one of, uh, one of my favorite, favorite artists over the past 30 years. I man. wish we could have kept him for another hour. I, got, I know. I got dude. a lot of questions to ask. Him. Hey, Ice, come back, man. <laughs> T, come out. Come out. Ice T, come back. Africa, come back. Come, come do it in my living room over here. There we go. Uh, no, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next time on Let's Get Into Entertainment. The business of-